ain't a junkie, I just draft a lot, ayy, and I draft a lot, ayy, and I draft a lot, ayy. I ain't a junkie, I just draft a lot, ayy, and I draft a lot, ayy, and I draft a lot, ayy, and I ain't a junkie, I just draft a lot. I ain't really got a lot of thoughts, I just pack them in a box. So I popped up on this pod, now I'm outside of the box. When I pop up on the clock, last thing I think is talk. See, I'm winning it now, loving it three and a thou. They peeping my style, keeping it now, steadily growing my Dow Jones. Oh no, these kids be thinking they prowl. Oh no, no, immediately throwing the towel. See, when it's different, it's different. Go position by position. Ain't no issue commission. As a commission, I just listen. They envision my vision and my division. I'm stealing. Cause I'll be willing and dealing. Find me the trade. Cause I'm a fiend. I'm a junkie, ayy. And I'm a junkie, ayy. Ain't no denying my supply. I'm a junkie, ayy. See, I'm a junkie, ayy. And I'm a junkie, ayy. Be getting high off my supply. I'm a junkie, ayy. All right, all right, all right. Dynasty Junkies, episode 92, part of the Dynasty Addicts Podcast Network. We've got a great show for you tonight. Thanks again for joining us wherever you are. YouTube, if you're listening later in the week, we we appreciate those downloads. This is your man, Scott Sidlow, rolling tonight as the solo host. Andrew and Rocky are off. That means I get two people to blame for any mistakes, anything that goes wrong. I can blame, e- I got either option, all right? But we still have the content for you tonight because we have two fantastic guests here that we we cover the board, baby. Uh, geography and fantasy-wise, we're, we're all over. So let's get right into it. Dwight, how you doing tonight, buddy? Tell us uh, where, where we can find you on the Twitter machine and what you've been working on. Sure. Um, my name is uh, Dwight, like you just said, uh, FF People's Champ on Twitter. Uh, I work over at Dynasty Nerds, uh, Campus to Canton. Uh, can I do a little bit of everything? I'm more behind the scenes. I don't write as much as I used to. I do a lot of editing, video editing, article editing, just a little bit of everything, man. So. Love it, man. I've been reading and or listening to you for a long time, so it's awesome to have you on here. And have my guy, Sergio Bolaños. Brother, Hi. thanks well, for joining uh, us, man. Thanks thanks to you. Uh, I appreciate the, the invitation. And, well, I'm from Mexico, um, and I'm part of a podcast uh, also of uh, Dynasty Football. And uh, you can find us at Fantastico Tocho. We are trying to, to improve our skills in, in Devi, so that's why yeah. we, we know each other. And... Uh, we also are we well i'm also at, at sergio at the, sergio dbr at twitter so uh sorry if you don't understand sometime but i'm a little <laughs> bit nervous and my because of my english it's it has been uh not used in the last year so I will try your, to. your English is better than Rocky's because he's from Philadelphia. <laughs> so don't worry. They can understand you better. Anyway. Exactly. It, it's so it's so good, man. Don't worry about it. That's good. You can just you can just always yell out goal real loud and we'll be fine. So <laughs> the it's real right. football, of course. Yeah. Yes, um, yes. Are Sergio, are you a soccer fan or have you been just completely excommunicated from your fellow countrymen? No, I I used to follow it, but Mm, yeah, you know, it's a lot of tradition here in Mexico. Of course. So uh, I just follow the the Mexico's team, 
and yep. the local soccer um i can be without it uh, the rest of the year so we have football <laughs> we have college and we have uh formula one so i'm good with that nice nice i love it yeah you see see you found american football and, and you just never go back i mean that's it man that's all you need right you just become sure. a junkie and, and it's over it's over right so all right well the three of us are all in a league uh, we are in the startup right now. We're pretty deep into it. It is, uh, it's called Campus Heroes. Uh, Maddie Big Chest, who actually designed our logos and some of our graphics and stuff here at uh, Junkies. Um, he put the league together. He's the commissioner. It is a um, campus to Canton. Well, it's not quite a campus to Canton league. It's, it's a deep Debbie league. So it's about 20 rounds of Debbie, which we have not done our Debbie draft yet. We're still in the veteran uh, portion. So we're going to talk about that a little bit. Um, we'll kind of talk about our teams and some strategy and, you know, maybe just talk about a couple maybe surprises. You know, if there was anybody that maybe went higher than you thought or uh, maybe somebody who's still too low right now. You know, we're, we're coming into the drafts. So everybody's focused on rookies, and that means you can generally get some values with veterans. So, um, you know, we'll, we'll jump into that. Uh, let me talk about. I'm going to start with my team a little bit here and just talk about uh, what's happening with the draft and how it's going. So I had the 109, I believe is where I started. Yep. 109. Um, and so again, super flex league. Um, I know I'm at a disadvantage Debbie wise with most of the guys in this league. A lot of these guys are Debbie guys. They know more about college football uh than i will ever know or ever want to know probably um and so i i felt like i had to get quarterbacks and tight ends thinking those would be some of the hardest positions to fill through the uh debbie if we go 20 rounds of debbie times 12 teams that's 240 players so we're gonna go pretty deep into that debbie pool and if i'm at a disadvantage then i'm gonna have to maybe get lucky with some running backs or receivers but let me at least get my quarterbacks and tight ends so my first three picks with with dak Prescott, Matthew Stafford, and Mark Andrews kind of gives me that core. Um, you know, everybody thinks Dak's so old. He's only 28. So, you know, I've got him locked in for the next few years. Stafford's still uh, looking good, playing well, obviously. And Mark Andrews is my tight end one. So I get to build around those three. Um, you know, one thing that usually I like to go with the young receivers. I'll kind of forget running back, which is my typical strategy. And I kind of started doing that here uh, with my core beyond those three players. I also added DK Metcalf and DJ Moore. And at that point you could kind of go any direction, right? Uh, there's going to be a pivot point where you're going to say, well, I'm, I'm young and maybe I'll build towards the future. Uh, maybe I'll productive struggle um, or, you're sitting at the 604 and Travis Kelsey falls to you. And then you got to make that decision. If I take Kelsey, I've got a window. So I've got to go and, and try to win now in this year or or definitely by next year. And so I did that. I, I took Kelsey at the 604 and I doubled up. So I have Andrews and Kelsey and it is a tight end premium. And so now with those six core guys, after that, I just started adding kind of the value I felt that fell to me. Um, with veterans and I mixed in some younger guys too. 
Um, you know, but overall it, it's looking more like a win now roster. So I'm just going to quickly talk about mine and then, uh, I'll stop talking for a few minutes here. So at quarterback, I have Dak Stafford, uh, Mitch Trubisky, Daniel Jones. I took a couple of these guys later just to, uh, kind of fill in here. Um, you know, it's nice to have a third, maybe fourth starter. We'll see what happens. Um, wide receiver, I ended up with Brandon Cooks, Jameson Crowder, Corey Davis, DK Metcalf, DJ Moore, Chris Olave, Allen Robinson, Justin Ross, Anthony Schwartz. So obviously a good mix there of vets and some of the, you know, rookies here, Olave, Justin Ross, definitely dart throws, although Olave, I guess, is kind of a, uh, maybe top five consensus at this point. Um, and then tight ends is where I feel is my strength. Mark Andrews, Travis Kelsey, Evan Ingram, Hayden Hurst, Logan Thomas. I feel like all five of those guys could be in play for me at some point this season. So I'm hoping that I'll be starting, or not hoping, but I'll probably be starting two or three tight ends as opposed to uh, running backs at this point. Since I pretty much punted running back, uh, I've got Michael Carter, James Cook, Kenyon Drake, Zach Moss, Raheem Mostert, Ramondre Stevenson, and James White. So obviously probably the worst running back core in, in this league. And it's probably not close, but that's okay. That's kind of what I like to do. That's the strategy I typically uh, build there. So, um, all right, let me ask you guys, uh, Sergio, I'll start with you. Anything jump out to you there where you're like, man, that pick was just way, way too high. Or maybe a pick you like, you can give me some credit. I am the host. So, I mean, it would be nice to, you know, feel good. Uh, but e either way, anything that jumps out there. Yeah, well, I if you didn't take uh, Jack Prescott, I would go for it. So okay. I, I I needed to change my strategy because they they were top quarterbacks at, at that point. So yes. I I guess Prescott was the last one. So uh, that was a good uh, addition, and I love the to have a, a two tight ends premium also because. We have uh, a premium tight end in the league, so th these guys will have a lot of, of volume and points. So I, I, I like it. Uh, the only thing I don't like of your picks in the, at the 7.9, it's Allen Robinson because yeah. of the last year. But he, he could be a good receiver also uh, this season, so he, he could have a, a, an upside. So that would be the, the only things that I see at that point. Then also the running backs. I struggle with the running backs in, in other uh, drafts. So I, I did the opposite of you. So we are always uh, listening for trade. So that's good. That's right. That's right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Let me let me just say on Allen Robinson real quick. Um it's kind of a unique situation for me being here in Chicago. I've seen every snap that he's played, whether mostly in person uh, when we we're allowed to go to games. Um, and then, uh, you know, I've seen every snap and I know what he's capable of. I know where he sure. was. Is he toast? I don't believe so. No, I, I definitely think that people probably feel that way. And I totally understand a lot of people comparing it to the AJ green situation. Um, I'll tell you what, Chicago did him dirty. He was done with the organization. He wasn't about to put his body on the line and he just 
he, he just basically shut it down. And I mean, Nagy didn't use him right anyway. He, he stopped throwing him the ball. It, it was just, it was terrible. It was a mess, a complete disaster. So Nagy was yeah. the, the worst thing for the, for the Bears. I yeah. mean, if not for Urban Meyer, it would have been the worst coach in the NFL, right? So, I mean, uh, you know, thank you, Jaguars. But basically, the Rams were willing to get rid of Robert Woods and give Robinson all this money. So they see something there, right? I mean, they see something. They're taking that risk. If you look at the contract, it's really – it's basically like a one-year contract. So whatever. Um but still, I'm going to take the stack with Stafford, and we'll give it a shot. If he gives me two good years, I'll be thrilled. You know, if not, you know, it, it is it is what it is. But, um, Dwight, any thoughts on that before we jump over to Sergio's roster? Your team's terrible. Thanks. That's it. Thanks. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, I, I like the strategy. If you're going to punt running back, that's the way to do it. Uh, you, you optimize the value where you can get it. You know, I think DK Metcalf in the fourth, you know, stuff like that is Allen Robinson in the seventh, Olave in the eighth. Those are good. I think mean, those are all pretty good value picks. Um, I would be a little scared with that running back room, but, you know, that's, you know, if you're going to embrace one side of a strategy, just go all the way. And you got some good value at the running backs. You did get Carter in the ninth, like Stevenson in the 14th. So, I mean, you got some decent value on the running backs, but yeah, I, I don't know. I've, I go back and forth as to whether running backs matter in fantasy or not. So I, I, I don't know. You see a lot of teams win a zero RB, but I tend to like to have at least a couple to make me feel all warm and fuzzy. Inside. I will say we only need to start one. So right. that, that helped me kind of double down on this strategy. Yeah. You know, um, if it was two, I probably wouldn't have done that to be honest with you, but mm -hmm. knowing I just need one guy, um, you right. know, I'm basically saying I'm going to be flexing tight ends. And so just give me whatever of those running backs is on a hot streak or is the yeah. starter that week or whatever. And so, yeah, but I don't, I don't disagree with anything. So, yeah. Okay. Sergio. So you actually had the one ten, correct? You were one spot behind me. Sure. Um, nice start. And yeah, I'm going to let you, uh, talk through a few of your picks here and kind of your strategy and what you were thinking. Cause we definitely have a uh, different, very, very different rosters. Very different. <laughs> and uh, yeah, I mean, why don't you jump into that? So at 110, you got yourself a player though. That's for sure. Well, I, as I thought, uh, I saw that we, I don't have uh, a good quarterback at this position. And I prefer to go with the, start with the best wide receiver available. That for me is, is Jamar Chase with all the stuff that he did last year. So for me, it was a no-brainer pick. Uh, then I love tight ends. So my my pick number two was uh, Kyle Pitts. It was, well, I had available everybody like McAndrews, Kelsey Waller, but I I hope Kyle, uh, Kyle Pitts with the with what he did last year also, and with the new quarterback situation, and with all the wide receivers out of, of Atlanta, he is the target number one. So that's why I, I got Cal Pitts. And then uh, I went for a running back. And the best available I thought was uh, Gibson. And then my fourth pick was to have at least, as you thought, 
uh, a quarterback. So I got uh, Aaron Rodgers at the fourth three, four point three. Yeah. Yep. And then I try to uh, to fill with uh, the running backs, and I found uh, Nick Chubb at six, at five, six, at six, Elijah Mitchell, and uh, it was a uh, something good for me that uh, Ezekiel Elliott was at seven. And then my strategy was take the best that I had, like uh, Darnell Mooney at eight and Dalton Schultz at nine. That, that, uh, that. Dalton Schultz for me at night, I saw that uh, everybody, well, I guess at this point of the of the pick, they we, we have like uh, four or five teams that didn't have a, a tight end. So, it was good uh, for me for uh, finding a Schultz at, at this point. Yes, I love that pick as well. He seems to be falling a little bit further, which, you know, people see what he did at the end of the year and think, well, everybody was out. Well, you know, I mean, Amari Cooper is gone, so he's not coming back. Uh, you know, Gallup will be coming back at some point, if not full strength at the beginning. So, um, yeah, I like Schultz. I know they're going to try to work out a long-term deal with him. That's why they cut Jarwin. Um, he's a guy I have a lot of shares of, so I like him a lot. And I, I mean, I like what you did here. I think your team's competitive right away. You still have enough young pieces. Um, you know, if you have a team basically that you can compete right now, but if things don't go right early on, you can move some of those pieces and still build around your young core. I mean, anytime you start chase Pitts Gibson, I mean, I, I don't think you could go wrong. I don't care what strategy you want to do. Uh, you just, those are three great picks that, um, you know, you should have in place for a long time. And honestly, Pitts at, at 15 overall, I think is a bit of a value. I mean, I saw him go at eight overall uh, in, in another startup just, you know, a couple weeks before that. I saw him go at 10 and another one at 11. So yeah. I felt like uh, 15. I thought that was actually good value, which seems kind of crazy, but it it is. So I, I definitely like everything you did there. And um, I think you've got enough youth kind of mixed in with these pieces that, like I said, you can go either way, depending on how your season starts. And, you know, you'll, you should have a, a nice competitive core here for, for the next couple of years. Yeah. The, the last thing that I did was uh, take Davis Mills. I, I think it's an um, uh, undervalued uh, quarterback. Yes. But I think the organization is, uh, mm, it's constructing over him. They're going to so, build around him. Yeah, that's right. So I guess it, it, it's going to be a good shot. And Aaron Rodgers, I, I hope he have a, at least two years, so I can I can get a, a quarterback in in next years. Yeah, that's right. That's right. I think I think you're exactly right. Davis Mills, you got at the end of the eleventh round. I mean, um, yeah, yeah. I mean, I've talked about Davis Mills a lot on this show. And how I ended up with like 26 shares or whatever it was because I was taking him in like the third or fourth round of rookie drafts. And so I'm, I'm thrilled about it. Trust me. Um, and yeah, I think 11, 10, it, it seems kind of crazy to be that late to be a starting quarterback. And he had some good games last year. And really, who was he throwing? Yeah. to? I mean, other than Brandon Cooks, you know, so you got to think they'll add some weapons there at some point. Um, you know, so yeah, that's, that, that, uh, that's looking good. Um, uh, real quick before we get to you, Dwight, I want to shout out, um, <laughs> Ridley truther in the comments. I love the, uh, the addition there to the name. Nice work. I appreciate that recovering. 
Ridley Truther. Yes, very good, very good. Um, so real quick from him, he has a question here. Uh, do we forecast any of the young Vikings wide receivers to take a leap this year, uh, whether that's KJ Osborne or Amir Smith-Marset, without Thielen having an injury? Meaning, with that new offense, you know, will they get a third wide receiver involved that will be uh, relevant? Which KJ Osborne was very relevant last year, but Thielen was out. So, do it, do you guys have a, a favorite there in the uh, wide receiver three race with Minnesota? Um, I don't, I don't actually, I think Osborne's got the best shot, but I think if anybody, I, I think Irv Smith's got a bigger shot of being okay a more or more relevant just the way cousins typically is. He's not going to support, you know, Thielen Jefferson and then another wide receiver. So, I mean, he won't even really support truly Irv Smith, but he could still get him into a tight end, a low end tight end one season. You know I mean? It doesn't take much to get a tight end one season anymore. So I, I, I don't know. Osborne's, you know, a, a decent, deep flyer and maybe a best ball type of guy, but you know, I, I don't know. I don't have a lot of, I, I do think they might take one in the draft though. I see a lot of, a lot of seven round mock drafts have them taking a wide receiver. So, you know, I got to say with the wide receiver depth in this class, I feel like every team should be taking at least one, right? right. You know what I mean? Just because there's probably 45 wide receivers that we could talk about if we're if we're talking about the rookie class and so if you have 32 teams every team should be taking at least one right and then right. And then you have all the undrafted guys and whatnot but but yeah i mean i i really think we're gonna see possibly record wide receivers taken in this draft it's gonna be pretty crazy sergio any thoughts on on the wide receivers uh there in minnesota uh i go with uh, Smith also you know okay. uh this will be well we, you have a lot of wide receivers, as you said. Uh, there's a lot of com um, com of competition there, and if Smith should be the the target to help uh, Cousins this year. Unfortunately, he he was uh, injured last last year, and we we hope a lot of of stuff with Irv Smith. Yeah, yeah, I'm with you. I'm, I'm with you guys on that. That makes sense. Uh, okay, Dwight, any thoughts on? Uh, whenever you're ready um Sergio yeah I really like his strategy I, I mean I, I would have liked to have grabbed another quarterback in the six seven area but I mean other than that I, I think it's he's got a lot of really good pieces there so a lot of guys to build around like a good balance of youth and veterans and stuff so he should be pretty competitive this year yeah I like it my team, I don't know what the hell I was doing, man. I go back and I, I look at the draft and I'm like, what did I do? Like, I think you guys really threw me off. You know, this when you're in a super flex draft, you never know what to expect. I certainly as hell didn't expect nine of the the first nine picks to be quarterbacks. You know, I was like, holy shit. And there's no Jonathan Taylor, no Jamar Chase sprinkled in there. It was just bam, 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 bam. I was like, um, so I actually panicked a little bit and took Burrow at six, which is fine. That's fine. It's not bad, but after looking at, you know, Kyler next, I probably should have taken Kyler before him, but it was also a homer pick. I'm a Bengals fan, so it was kind of, I don't think I have hardly any shares of him, so it was just kind of, a, I'm on the clock. He just had a great yeah. season. Let's go. Yeah, that's you know, fair. So. That's fair. And then, I have no issue with that. All right, and then I got lucky enough to, I think, at 6.07, I took Brady. I think it was the day he, re he announced he was coming back, and I was 
really close to being on the clock. I think if it wasn't like <laughs> yeah. right away, but it was, or it was like the next morning and I'm like, bam, there's my quarterback too. So I was lucky to fall into that. I went Javante Williams second, Eckler, Eckler in the third, which I really liked those digs in the fourth, Kamara in the fifth. I went with the, the more veteran guys, you know, with Eckler and, and Kamara there, but the rookies were going off like crazy. I mean, shoot, I, I was talking on another podcast about this. I think in ours in particular, I think Brees Hall went in like the fourth, and I was just, yeah. the, the rookies were coming off yeah. really early, and I'm like, I'm going to, so it pushed me toward the veterans, you know, and that starts happening. So like you said, in the pre like in the, before we started this, I, I started to take more of a veteran route, and then, you know, I took Juju in the eighth after it was announced, you know, he was going to pretty much be the only one there after all this. Howell's a flyer. Beckham's a flyer. And I just started picking up bets. And my first tight end was Noah Fan at 12. But I like that value Yeah. In, in round 12. But then I started, you know, just took a couple of dart throws on a couple of guys like Brevin Jordan and CJ Uzama and Jeremy Rucker and Coulter. You know, I just went kind of, that's usually what I do in most leagues. I don't usually pay up for a premium tight end. It's just not something I love doing. So, and I just to just took a bunch of veterans that I thought were good flyers, you know, Matt Ryan, Kenny Galladay, Chris Carson. And I'm hoping I can make up for it on the Debbie side and have some young guys there ready when all these guys fall off a cliff in two years. So that's right. Yeah, it was, it was, yeah, it was, it was definitely a strategy. It's always fluid. You know, I wasn't going into planning this, but it just kind of the way it fell. So happy to have happy to have burrow and, and javante williams to kind of cornerstone it though and stefan Diggs. so those are three really good i, I really like that so yeah i mean Tear we talk away. all the time about putting points in your lineup and i mean that's what you did here i mean this is this this lineup's gonna be filled with points and so you know we'll we'll see what the what the top end could be there and how long it lasts but hey if you come in and you win your one or you two and you're playing with house money and you just you just backfill yep. from there so Absolutely nothing wrong with that. Sergio, what what, do you, what are your thoughts on, on Dwight's draft here? Well, uh, first of all, uh, Joe Burrow, I guess, is a good pick in that point. Uh, I, I, how to say it? I think it would be the quarterback number two this year with more confidence and everything that he did last year. Uh, I, I don't know why it, it was the number number six quarterback i if i would pick on the third or, or four i would go okay. with, with with burrow also uh jabonte williams i love that guy so i'm just waiting that melvin gordon don't sign again with with Broncos. <laughs> yeah. if that happened uh, jabonte will be the the running back number one this year so we need to wait in, in that case so here you have uh, both picks uh, spectacular. Uh, Eckler at third was uh, it was so cheap to have it at that uh, at that pick. Yeah, yeah. And know, also, yeah. uh, Stefan Diggs also at, at the. I believe that was before round. his extension, oh. right? And so people were kind of thinking, "Oh, is he getting old? Is he going to resign? Whatever." And yeah, then, but you know. But how the value of by himself it's spectacular for for Dix. yeah agreed uh, also camara and at pick number six tom brady uh i think let, let me see yeah i was waiting the the 
the next round to pick Brady and you win me that pick. I hate you for that. <laughs> <laughs> I was targeting that one. And also, I, I think you you pick also Matt Ryan in the next round that I, I was going to have it. So the only thing I, I, I feel is that no fan, it's a good uh, pick in this, in this, in the 12. And uh, the only thing I, I don't like a lot, like CJ Usama, but you get it like for free at, at 21. Yeah. So that Fair was a, a free pick. And basically that helps you a lot because the, the vets that you have are very strong and will give you uh, the, the first year uh, of our strength team. Oh, and then I, I didn't even mention I got uh, what's his name? Aaron Rodgers, wide receiver one in round 27 there. So <laughs> <laughs> Sammy Watkins, man. <laughs> yep, that's your guy. Week one, baby. Yeah, week one, 25 <laughs> points, put it on the board. I saw you sign there. I'm like, oh, that might actually be an okay pick. <laughs> like it was just at, a at least throw. one, at, at yeah. least one game in the year. Yeah, because for me, it, it's not too consistent. <laughs> yeah. What did you guys think of Deshaun Watson going 105? Were you surprised? Ooh. Yes. I don't he, get his it. value just all of a sudden. Oh, it's bad. Okay, he's good. Let's go. Yeah. I mean, just I, I was, I wish I thought he'd be maybe second. I thought second even would be. Like, okay, well, that's a nice value rebound, but he went 105. It's like, wow, he went ahead of, you know, you took Burrow at six and then Kyler, Russ, uh, Russell Wilson Dak. at 108, leaving me Dak at nine. So um, I was th- I was thinking at nine, I'm screwed. I'm not going to get one of my top, you know, five, six quarterbacks here. And then uh, to me, there's a little bit of a, a, a tear break. And so I was thrilled with that. But the, can you can you believe Watson went 105? And, I mean, do you think uh, – I don't know. Do you think it's going to pay off? Eventually. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> if he doesn't need him this yeah. year, which his team is young. Yeah, so I, I guess know. if you're, if you're looking at it from that standpoint, then it, it probably will work out very well. I, I don't, I don't think this year Watson would be a, a lovely quarterback on fancy points, but maybe this, this could help. Them. Knows, yeah. yeah. Right. There's a lot of risk, a lot of risk at 105. Yeah. So it could pay off. So I I wouldn't take that shot. That shot. No, I wouldn't. I wouldn't either. Uh, Yeah. I'm, I'm a big proponent of like, you can't, you can't win. You can't win with your first round pick, but you can lose with your first round pick. Right. And so, I mean, a little bit more of a, you know, maybe seasonal strategy there or thought process um, versus dynasty, but still, uh, you know, um, so yeah, so we had nine straight quarterbacks, and then Chase, Lawrence, uh, Taylor, and Swift go at the turn 112 201. He goes Taylor Swift, so he should change his team name to that if we didn't have a theme. But, um, that's that's tough, man. Starting with two running backs, I mean, that almost like it, it almost oh, that was our boy Swags, by the way. Um, Shane Swagger, and uh, I mean, I love those two guys, but. Starting a dynasty draft with two running backs. Oh, woo, woo! I don't know if I can do that. <laughs> I don't know if I can handle. But that. It, it's their second and their third year for those running backs. You can have a, a good value, 
to trade them more around their fifth or sixth year if you don't if, if you are in trouble to get more running true, back. So, true. Eh, true. You, you can do it with these two, not with others. Right. That's he, he followed it up with the two young quarterbacks with Tua and Zach Wilson. So that was kind of smart. I think he might have maybe hoped a little bit better options would have came around. But th those are two. Why not? You know, yeah, he could have a very good team or it could. Yeah, it's you got Kittle at the fifth. How did, how did Kittle fall to 512? Right. So what? he gets two quarterbacks and Kittle and Elijah Moore. I mean, wow. Yeah, how did Kittle fall? How did I miss that? Anyway, um, <laughs> rewind. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, okay, so let's let's uh, we can kind of wrap this up. But if there if there's anybody any thoughts you guys had on anyone that you were you were shocked to see that went really much higher than you thought? I know uh, Dwight, you mentioned uh, Brees Hall went super high, um, or anyone you thought that really fell. But Brees Hall went three oh one. Yeah. So think about that for a second. Brees Hall went 301, right behind Tyree Kill and Jalen Waddell, right ahead of Malik Willis went 302. CeeDee Lamb and AJ Brown went 303 and 304. So uh me Jaylen personally, yeah. I'm taking both of those receivers um by a mile. Uh, but crazy, crazy to see. Uh, and that was by the way, the team that had the first pick. So he started Josh Allen, and then at the turn. He got um, Waddle and Brees Hall. So, I mean, I kind of figured we're with a lot of Debbie guys, right? They're going to yeah. maybe kind of prefer those rookies. So I was kind of thinking that it might go that way, but it, it still was shocking to see them go 301, 302 like that. But last year, I don't know if you have a, a redraft uh, league, Najee Harris was at the first round in, in a lot of. That's true. Yes. Of that. Yeah. So, Brees Hall a third, it's also cheap. Okay, okay, all right. If you look at it from that aspect, that's interesting. Okay, okay. But Brees Hall is not Najee Harris or Javonte for well, me. That's for yeah. me. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Yeah, interesting. Um, any other any other guys jump out to you? Mm -hmm. yeah, I was pretty really surprised that. I mean, I figured vet, vets would fall. Um, but George like Cam Kittle Akers, at five, at five. Cam Akers went five oh three, and I was like, "Yeah, wow, yeah, that was a little crazy." Yeah, I think that's a little, a little early for me. I think I got him in the sixteenth round in one I did last year. Um, you know, just thinking that, hey, at this point, if he comes back, I'll make a profit, and if he doesn't, I, I'm not losing anything. Um, but yeah, if he's all the way up to the fifth, then I, I should be, I should be sending some offers. It, it wouldn't be as bad if it wasn't in front of Kamara and Chubb and, you know, guys that are much more right. proven, you know, that right. are. Yeah. Also, I, Travis Etienne. At, yeah, at that next, was crazy, next too. Yeah. He, he hasn't proved anything. I like it. But as you said, you have Kamara, Chubb, Elijah Mitchell, Fortnite in, in later picks. And you right. take these two that haven't proven uh a season, so I don't know. It, well, it was and, for me what was much. And by the way, for the listeners, we're talking about a lot of really experienced people in this draft. 
this wasn't just like some random Twitter league that was like, hey, anybody just jump in. Like there, there's a lot of guys in here that are, you know, we're talking, you know, campuscanton.com and, uh, you know, all, a lot of big sites, a lot of the guys that we're all listening to on podcasts right now talking about rookies and everything, guys I've listened to and read their work for a long time. So it's not like these are just like, oh, hey, it's my first dynasty league and I'm giving it a shot. I mean, these are really experienced guys that are making these picks. So um, obviously, hey, we could be totally wrong, right? But also yeah, at the sure. same time, that's what makes it so great. Because if if we all have the same opinion, then, you know, why are we even playing this game, right? So, uh, yeah, just very interesting. Um, I think the rookie hype this time of year, that's kind of the fun thing about doing a startup right now is the vets tend to fall. Because yeah. I think people get in the mindset of like, well, these rookies are, you know, you, you think about them individually, but once you put them on a team, now all of a sudden it's like, oh, well, geez, they're not even the top guy on their own team. How are they going to give me that production? You know, you're not really thinking that, um, you know, and then we have the draft and then all this kind of shakes up and changes. Right. And all of a sudden those vets start moving back up and, and then the rookies maybe could become values too, depending on landing spots. So you know, hey, different times of year, you're doing the different strategies and you kind of see how things all uh, shake out. But I I use a lot of personally for my other leagues when I'm making trades, I'm looking at startup ADP or just looking at startups in general to say, well, Cam Akers just went in the fifth. I might, I might throw, you know, offer him out for a couple players that I like a lot more, right? Because, you know, but again, it's one, it's one team, one player's opinion. Um, so maybe that's not his true value, but Hey, if he went there, um, I'm willing to take a look. Um, all right, let's, let's move along here. We'll talk a little bit of rookies here before we jump into our, our find me a trade. Uh, I want to get one player. Um, I, ideally I want to talk about a couple of players here and I've got some specific questions for you guys, but, um, just in general, I'm going to pull up some, some ADP, uh, Dwight, let's start with you on, you could start anywhere you want. I don't care. Just make it, you know, we'll make it easy. Any position, one player that you're higher on than, than the general population or than, than the, the Twitter universe. Gosh, that's hard to judge because there's so many people fluctuating on all the prospects this year. I mean, it's been kind of, kind of crazy to watch the fluctuation different than other years. Yeah. Well, yeah. it seems worse, I think, because the class as a whole is not as inspiring. I mean, everybody's heard that, you know, and I think that's why yeah. we have such varying ranges on the quarterbacks and stuff. So um, I was really high on Sky Moore, and, and now all of a sudden it feels like the community's come come to where I am. So okay. I don't feel like I'm high on him anymore. Okay. <laughs> so, okay. Like, so like, he was definitely one that I was uh, – I, I live really close to Western and – went to Western for a little bit and I love the school and I love the team. And I just thought he did amazing things there. And I love his, 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 his ability to get open, his shiftiness, his, his moves, or he's just, he's going to be a problem in the NFL, but I feel like everything's kind of come around to that. And when you got people like Ray Garvin saying things about him, you're like, dang it, Ray, shut up. Yeah. Like, come on. <laughs> That's right. Nobody like, can you know? move a player's ADP more than Ray Garvin. <laughs> You know, or I hate it when, and I, I think the hate on Isaiah Spiller has gone too far. Yeah. And I think the hate on Sam Howell has gone too far. You know, like, I, I don't know. It's just, it feels like this, 
like you said, we mentioned a little in the pre-show. Everybody gets kind of tired. Like I, I, I'm, I'm sick of talking about rookies on Twitter. Like you know, I just, <laughs> yep. like it's, it's tough, man. And I, I have a daily draft report where I've talked about a hundred rookies now. Yeah. You know, so I've been talking about rookies for which since. everybody should be listening to. By the way, it's yeah. one of the. It's. Wow. I mean, thank you. It's it's phenomenal. It's phenomenal. I have one more week. I, I didn't realize how big of an undertaking it was going to be when I started, and uh, well, I'm ready it, to sh- shut incredible. down for a couple weeks. So yeah, I bet. Yeah, <laughs> thanks, man. <laughs> so yeah, there's a. I mean, there's a couple guys that I, I tend to try to stick to my original rankings, and you know, I kind of let the off season process not affect them as much. Okay. You know, so so guys that have been, you know, you have a big senior bowl week. It's it's okay, but I'm not going to shoot somebody up 26 spots for it. You know, like you can see the athleticism that Christian Watson has on tape. Yeah, you know, but you can also see the things that are concerning: the small schools, the drops, wow. you know, the things like that. You know, so I mean, it's just a little bit of everything. It, it's hard for me to pinpoint any one person anymore, just because of how. Sure. It's <laughs> the markets are crazy. It's, and then, it's, it's why it's constantly then, changing more than I've have, ever seen. We have no idea what the NFL thinks and what they'll right. do. I mean, we just don't. They could take Drake London in the third round for all we know. Yeah. Right. You know, and we're, we're mocking him at pick 10, you know? So exactly. Yeah. So it's crazy, man. Like it's, it's crazy. It's fun, but it's also kind of, it's also kind of annoying at times too. So uh, yeah. 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 No, I'm, I'm with you for sure. Uh, sometimes, uh, and actually I have a few leagues that I've just said, you know what, I'm going to trade my picks away. I'm going to let somebody else deal with it. I'm still going to have, I mean, I've, I'm 46 leagues. I'm going to have plenty of rookie picks. So, you know, it's not (laughs) like I'm just giving up, you know, (laughs) there's still going to be plenty of picks made, but yeah, it'll be, it'll be interesting. You know, every year I kind of feel like I have some guys and, uh, you know, like that Herbert, class i mean i did mm-hmm. anything and everything to get herbert and i mean obviously that paid off massively and and that's fantastic right but i just don't have a guy like that this year i just don't know who who to go and i mean maybe the draft will change things a little bit right we'll get some draft capital right. we'll see what right, the nfl right. thinks of these guys and you know mm-hmm. landing spots and we'll figure that out it's definitely for quarterbacks i mean that's gonna change you know we did a mock draft on here last week um i've been listening to some other mocks out there and and really really smart people and nobody could figure it out where to take these quarterbacks and where to go and you know you see two quarterbacks going in the first round and it's just it's crazy and i mean is that is that right maybe it's right maybe that's the right thing you know um well we will see uh but ultimately right now we're just trying to figure out maybe where we should be the biggest thing that i want to do right now is as we get really close to the draft where's that cutoff going to be for me? Is is there an opportunity right now? Like if I'm at 109, I don't think I want to be, I don't think I want that pick. Okay. But if I'm at 107, I might hang in there because once we get the draft, I think there might be seven players I can live with. Right. Um, so that's really what I'm trying to figure out at this point. And so I have a couple questions for you guys that we'll get to, but Sergio, I just want to ask you um, from your perspective and uh, what, is there anybody in the rookie class that's super intriguing for you um, or maybe that you just don't understand why guys are talking about them so much? Uh, you know, any, any direction you want to go there, anybody. Uh, it's a difficult question because at, at the end, we depend on the draft of the NFL because that will, will change everything. You have all, at the time we have a lot of draft, uh, Top 
wide receivers, top running backs. Uh, and I don't agree with that tops. Like, I saw last last week the uh, one of, of these that had Garrett Wilson. I don't like, like, don't like the top wide receiver. Uh, uh, second trail marks, uh, Greg London and James Williams. And I have the, my top was totally different. Like, I think that the number one wide receiver should be Greg London, the second trail numbers, and third, uh, Jameson Williams. And everybody have the Garrett Wilson and Chris Smith. So at the end, uh, this will change a lot with the, with the draft. Uh, I saw also with, with in Twitter that uh, uh, a lot of people was supporting that Drake London get to the Jets. So for uh, uh, a dynasty can change everything. Yeah. For me, it would be like a pick 102 with Drake London and with Zach Wilson. But if you have there also uh, Jameson Williams, it would change my mind to number one. 1.02 and also it, it happens with the running backs i i'm yeah not with Chris Hall at, at number one i'm with uh kenneth walker like the number okay one running back but a, a lot of people it's it's, it's charging on risk call and i don't agree with, with that but it depends on the nfl draft sure sure of course yeah i mean it's interesting because i love i love drake london um, I love him. I'm a Drake London guy. And then you have all these people that are like, oh, of all the contested countries and he can't separate. He's, he's Nikhil Harry and, uh, you know, he's Laquan Treadwell and he's, you know, and uh, I mean, I think you got to look at percentage of contested catches compared to overall catches or overall targets. However you want to look at that. Um, it was much lower than those guys. I mean, Laquan Treadwell, every catch he had in college was contested. <laughs> you know, Drake London, I mean, he got 11 catches a game. And, you know, his percentage was a lot smaller because he had that volume. So, um, you know, I'm still a Drake London guy. Uh, I find interesting Traylon Burks was like yeah. the wide receiver one consensus. And even, even if you look at, say, DLF's ADP right now, he's still the consensus wide receiver one for uh april superflex rookie dynasty adp and it's crazy that he i think he went like six in uh the mock that we did the other day uh wide receiver six and you know i i mean i get everybody wants the next debo or everybody wants you know the next aj brown i mean he's neither of those players he doesn't to me he's not either of them um but just the the opinions varying so wildly, and you listen to guys like yeah. uh, the Senior Bowl guy Nagy, who puts together not to be confused with the former coach Matt Nagy, uh, <laughs> but Nagy who does the Jim Nagy who does the Senior Bowl, and he's like the film guy, right? So think about this: they when they do the Senior Bowl, he's got to be he's got to centrally have his draft in November, if you think about that, right? Because he's got to put that group of players together and get them set up to be part of that senior bowl and whatever. And, you know, he was talking about how he didn't see Traylon Burks as a first round NFL pick, you know? And so you just have all these, and this is a guy that obviously watches a lot of film and watches all that. So you, you have to respect that opinion might be completely wrong. Of course, we, 
we all could be completely wrong. Totally get it. Um, but it's just, it's crazy how uh, the opinions just vary wildly on all of these players. Like every one of them can be just completely picked apart. And I know we start doing that as we get to this point, right? Because we're, we're just, it's fatigue and, and there's nothing else we can do. Um, but I just feel like more than ever, this class is just, um, uh, I don't know. There just seems to be like a red flag on every single one of these players from some aspect, you know, whether it's film or data or whatever. Um, I think it's going to be interesting. My cutoff right now is, is is 107. So are you guys feel comfortable with if you could move, let's say if you had the 108, I'll ask you this. If you had the 108 and you could take a 23 first right now instead of the 108, are you doing that trade? Yes. Yeah. I didn't understand. Again, please. So, if you had the rookie 108, okay, okay, would you would you trade the 108 for a 2023 rookie first round pick, or would you prefer to keep the 108 for this year? Uh, uh, I got it. So, do you have eight? Basically, do you have eight players that you feel comfortable with that you know right now? Because I actually I'm in some rookie drafts right now. I just did one. So this is pre-draft. Like this is it was, it was kind of fun. It was different, right? Yeah, yeah. I'll be watching the draft differently, but right now you have the 108 and you have to decide. Uh you have to make your pick <laughs> right now or you get a 23 first. No, I, I do the the 108. Sure. Okay. Okay. So I mean, yeah, you have to around like 24 picks that could have a, a good uh a good Rookie, you have uh, think about like last year, Elijah Moore yeah. was forgotten basically in the in the picks. Yeah, sorry, sorry, Elijah Mitchell and, and also Elijah Moore. I, I think the picks that the draft that we have, uh, Elijah Moore was like in the third round, yeah, and Elijah Mitchell, At earliest, yeah, third, third round or or on draft, yes. Mm-hmm. So you can have twenty four good uh, coin tosses to have. So I, I prefer to to have a, a good pick at one point eight. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, see, we have three we have three people on one podcast, and and we don't have a consensus, right? So I mean, that's just kind of a microcosm of this class, and you know how how everything's going with that, but. Essentially, um, you know, I think you, you have to you have to look at that. You have to know your league and you have to make that decision. Um, and maybe th- the reason that I say that is because I don't think this is the type of I don't think this class is going to give you the opportunity to make that decision on the clock. I don't think if you're on the clock at 108 and seven players have been drafted. I don't think you're going to be able to trade it for a 23 first. You might be able to in some leagues. Obviously, every league's different. But I really think that in the past, that rookie fever gives you that opportunity usually to trade out or trade back. I don't think we're going to have as much opportunity with this class. So I think we're kind of entering that peak of these picks right now while the hype is still there for enough players and while there's still enough opinions out there that vary that maybe now is actually your window to sell. And so that's just the argument that I would make just to right. just to kind of be different, you know, because 
you're going to always have those guys that want to go get them. You're going to have those guys that want to sell. Um, but I think now is your window. And especially, and we're seeing with the startup, right? You can go buy those vets for not nothing, but pretty cheap. You're going to get great value, right? So I think if, if you're a competing team and you're sitting at the 108, 109, and you're trying to get over the hump, this might be your opportunity. This might be your window now. And so I would I would encourage you to to throw that pick out there, throw it in the chat, or just make some offers and see what you can pull out from that. Because I think I think that's uh, I think that's where we're at with this class and and at this time. Um, Dwight, anything you want to add, uh, rookie wise, before we jump in to find me a trade? No, sir. All right, let's move on from rookies. Okay. Our find me a trade this week was submitted by Matt Akers at Matt Akers 12. Uh, this is clearly Cam Akers' cousin, so that's pretty cool. I'm glad, glad to uh, have you, Matt. This is awesome. Uh, <laughs> this was an MFL league. We have a lot of submissions from sleeper leagues, and we love you guys, and we love your submissions, but I needed an easy week this week, so I've had a lot going on. So thank you, Matt, for submitting an MFL league. Um, okay. This league was actually really freaking cool. Uh, it looks like there were 60 teams, um, five, what was it? Five conferences and, uh, all the, the power five is what it's called. Right. So you had, uh, the big 10, the big 12, the ACC, the SEC, the PAC 12. And the theme was that the power five. So you're one of those teams, right? And so 60 team, five divisions of 12, um matt's team here was washington state cougars so we're working within the pac-12 conference here it looks as though and he didn't clarify it looks as though you can only trade within your division that may be true only for picks or i'm not sure but it did look based on the pick trading and the player shares i didn't see any duplicates within divisions, so i believe that um that was in fact the case there um, so it is super flex league. It's a point per carry league, 0.25 point per carry. Uh, that also, there were some increasing yardage bonuses. So as you ran for more yards, they became worth more points. So I thought that was interesting. Um, 1.25 PPR and the tight ends were 2.0, um, 30 active roster spots and then six taxi spots start 12. So quarterback, two running back, three receiver, two tight end. And then you had your super flex, two flex, and a defense as well. Um, so start 12, pretty deep there. I like that. Two tight end. That's uh, that's interesting. And that I think that's going to come up a lot here with our, with our trades. So as far as draft capital, not much this year. The 305, 307, and 406. And in 23, though, he has two firsts, a second, two thirds, and a fourth. So definitely some draft capital move with there. Um, you know, it's good to have assets and move around. I'm going to run through the roster real quick and, uh, and then, um, I'll jump into my trade here. So, uh, Washington state Cougars, he has Dak Prescott, Kirk cousins and Ryan Fitzpatrick. So not a lot of depth there, but you got two of the top, you know, 12, 14 guys there. So, uh, that's definitely nice. And a super flex, um, Kellen Mond on taxi. So really nobody of note there, but if you have Kirk Cousins, I guess that could make sense, right? Uh, running back wise, Saquon, Deontay Foreman, Leonard Fournette, DeAndre Swift, JJ Taylor, and James White with Chris Evans on taxi. 
wide receivers. Uh, Berrios, Brandon Cooks, Brian Edwards, Chris Godwin, Sterling Shepard, Juju, Adam Thielen, James Washington, uh, Amari Rogers, and Amir Smith-Marset on taxi. And then tight end group, Jared Cook, Josiah DeGuara, Hunter Henry, Juwan Johnson, Trey McKitty, Robert Tunyon, Tommy Tremble, and Noah Gray and Jacob Harris uh, on taxi there. So this is notably a two tight end league. And so I, you know, we, I don't think it takes a super brilliant mind because I figured it out. So obviously it didn't is that uh tight end seems to be the weakness here in comparison with some of the top teams you're competing with. Um, having Hunter Henry is perfectly fine. And if you're just starting one tight end, that's good, but you're starting two. So now you're probably starting Jared cook as your second tight end, which at this point, for this year, that's, you know, he's a free agent as of right now. We'll see um, where he ends up. Uh, Robert Tunyon, um, you know, maybe he comes back and, and has a, you know, he's going to need to score a lot of touchdowns to be relevant. Uh, that year was wild, and I don't think we'll ever see anything like that again. But who knows? Maybe with, with their lack of options or maybe their young options, the Sammy Watkins uh, addition there, not inspiring. Um, you know, maybe he gets a little more volume this year. Um, regardless, you're starting two tight ends. You have uh, not a zero for that second spot, but it's, you don't have much, if anything, there. Um, so I came up with here. Uh, there's a few tight ends that I, I do like to target. And the it looked as though, based on the draft spots, based on the other teams in the league that a couple of them were really stacked with tight ends and probably not likely to give you one. And then a couple others didn't really have tight ends either. So if they're also have a weakness there, they're probably unlikely to trade you one. So it was a little bit difficult to go that route. Um, I'm going to see if maybe for not signing this new contract and not having anyone there yet, that there's enough value based on what he did. If you can move him, uh, to the team is UCLA and I did uh, basically four net and maybe you have to add one of those thirds from this year or both of them uh, for AJ Dillon and Hayden Hurst. I'm not necessarily an AJ Dillon fan, but I feel like if you can go from four net to Dillon and then also pick up a tight end as well, um, I feel like that's a worthwhile trade regardless whether you needed a tight end or not. Uh, I would probably do that just to, just to start to get younger there. Um, you know, Dylan should get some work for sure. Obviously he's not going to have the stats for net well, uh, but taking on a guy like Hayden Hurst, who's now with the Bengals, he's in a great situation. There's a lot of mouths to feed. So he's probably not going to be a volume guy for you, but would it be absolutely crazy if he had a 60 catch season or if he had a 10 touchdown season, not both of those, but one of those, right. And sometimes that's all you need to really get up there in, uh, maybe being a back end tight end one and that might be enough to help fill that that spot for you um you know i i'd like to move barkley but his value is just not there right now so i'd probably wait on that uh you know feeling his value at this point you might as well just hang on to him so it doesn't give you a ton of options there unless you want to move like swift or one of your young guys which you know you probably don't because you're you're competing right now with the quarterbacks you have so that's kind of the direction I went with that. 
Um, Sergio, let me jump over to you and get your thoughts on uh, Fournette and a third for AJ Dillon and Hayden Hurst. Is that a trade that that you would make, or does that not make sense for for what he's trying to do here? Uh, I like Fournette, so I, I wouldn't trade <laughs> okay. Fournette. So, but if you need to use that capital, you can have a a fair trade, but. I wouldn't change uh, Leonard Fournette. Not this year. Maybe next year when we, they don't have uh, Tom Brady and they are not competitive enough. So the, you can have a, a good. Uh, well, it's the it's the moment to trade him or next right. year, not right. more. Right. So, right. I gotcha. Yeah, That's I just why. felt like you want to get get out before it's too late. And I don't even know that this trade happens. I mean, it, typically what I've found with A.J. Dillon anyway is that usually the guys that like him like him. Um, and so they have him. So they're probably not doing this anyway. So that's why it's kind of a little bit of a tough one. Um, but Dwight, uh, your thoughts on that? Yeah, I think it's a good offer. I mean, especially if UCLA is contending. Um, they, they would probably want Fournette too. So... Yeah, I think it's it's a pretty strong offer. Uh, like, it's, like you said, it just depends on what they think of A.J. Dillon because he's either, you know, in that stratosphere where everybody thinks he's the next best thing or, you know, that's it. I mean, there's no, right. you know, so it just it all depends. Definitely a good offer. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, I like that. All right, Dwight, let's uh, let's jump into your trade. <laughs> I'm, a, I'm a dumbass. Um, <laughs> nah. I always go I always go for broke, man. Screw it. All right. So, I love it. See, I, mine yeah. was a small trade, so now we got a big one. Let's go. You're Let's like, do it. I didn't know if I was supposed to be like maybe going a little safer. So I targeted. No, I love no, this is good. We got hey, three different three different mindsets here. Let's this yeah, is great. I, I love it. I, I targeted Washington. He has Kelsey, Mark Anders, and not a lot of other stuff. Like he his team is pretty pretty weak. He's obviously going to be building for a little while. So I think you go big and you push all your chips in. He also has Jalen Hurts. So you you need another third quarterback. Everybody seems to think that he's going to be on his way out in a year or two. So you should be able to get him, you know, somewhat reasonable. So I'd yeah, send. A, I agree with I'd, that. I'd send. I'd look at my twenty twenty three first. I'd gauge which ones later. You know, I wouldn't. You know, if you've got one that's obviously going to be the twelve, I would try to throw that one in there, and then I would try to get Kelsey. But I may may go a little bit bigger and try to get Hertz, and then. I'd possibly even shoot for the moon, give that 2023 first and Swift for he's got Josh Jacobs, Jalen Hurts, and Travis Kelsey. I mean, just go for broke. I mean, I that's pushing it. all your chips in. And I think that guy would snap it up so fast that you wouldn't know what happened. I agree. And I, and I think it's a good play to, to go ahead and, and just do it. And, you know, and maybe, or maybe you can get him to throw Jimmy G in instead of Hurts and, and not, pay that kind of capital maybe maybe try to put try to do the the first and barkley for jacobs jimmy g and kelsey you know there's a couple different versions in there that could work and not hurt your team too bad and i put arizona's also enticing because they have a lot of quarterbacks like golf you know that you get one cheap and you could probably also get keenan allen as well so there you go that's another another team where he, i think i would target so i would go after washington and, and arizona in particular awesome I love it. I, I definitely, I love that. Yeah. I mean, Swift is the obvious piece to move if you want to get max value and, and get enough pieces back here. Um, so yeah, I mean, that's a trade that would happen. And honestly, Jacobs, uh, he's, he's one of those guys that I went from zero shares 
about 90 days ago to now I have six. So, I mean, I feel like he's going to have a floor. He's definitely going to have a role in this offense and, and he might not be significantly different than, than Swift's production. You know, we'll see if he can ever catch a pass, but he, he caught almost 50 last year, I think. So it's not bad. Actually, I think he was 53 last year. So more than, more than you think. Uh, but yeah, adding Kelsey and then making Henry or two, that's, that's pretty, that's pretty nice. Um, okay, Sergio, what, what are your thoughts on that trade? And then you can go right ahead and into yours. I love that, that trade, like a great running back and, uh, and the first pick of next year. I don't know if, if this could go on, but definitely I, I love that this, this kind of trades that it's a good bet for, for the team. Definitely. Definitely. All right. Tell us, uh, Sergio, about your trade you came up with. I like this one too. Well, I I don't think that he needs another tight end because if you see the, the rest of the teams with tight ends, there are a lot of people that it's in need of, of the tight end. So I get, I think that point. Every, everybody will go for a top tight end. So the, in my particular uh, likes I think he can get uh, Dan Arnold for free in the waivers. I don't know if he has waivers. Okay. Uh, wait, waiting for the spot where Arnold will be. And I would use the Saquon Barkley card because the name of Saquon Barkley, we know that he didn't have a good uh, two seasons, but he's Saquon Barkley and we know all the potential that he has. And there's a lot of people that yeah. I think still love what Saquon can do the next next year and because of we have three wide receivers and two flex i think he can strengthen their their wide receivers so i would use saquon berkeley and maybe a, a third round of 2023 to get darnell mooney uh from arizona wildcats because arizona wildcats don't have a strong a running back so he may be on the look of of a, a good running back that's why i would try this this kind of trade okay yeah i like it yeah barkley for mooney and and uh picking up some more draft capital in the third uh 23 um draft yeah i mean i like that a lot i think mooney's in line definitely for for another good season and you know that plugs another starter in your lineup plus a little extra capital and maybe you can then take that and, and throw that out for, you know, a Hayden Hurst or an Evan Ingram or one of these guys that people are over, but could actually end up having a decent season. Um, so, yeah, I think that makes sense. Um, man, Matt, uh, Matt Akers, cousin of Cam Akers. Thank you so much for the submission there. I hope we gave you some uh, different things to think about. Uh, definitely reach out, let us know how it goes and uh, wish you the best of luck there um all right guys let's uh let's wrap this thing up baby we're just a little over an hour um so hey let's 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 finish it up um sergio one more time if you want to tell people where they can find you uh they can find me in my twitter at sergio dbr and at fantastico tocho love it and dwight yeah, if you don't like my trade advice, you can find me at Sharp Review on Twitter. Um, if you do, if you do like it, I'm at FF People's Champ and work at Dynasty Nerds and Campus to Canton. 
Love it. Love it. Thank you both so much for uh, jumping on here. It's a lot of fun. I'm looking forward to this uh, league that we're in together. I'm sure we'll uh, we'll have some some future chats and some trades and all that good stuff. So, um, yeah, real quick, just want to um, Dynasty Addicts Podcast Network. We're going to be doing a live draft show on draft night two weeks from tonight. Uh, that's April 28th during the first round of the draft. We're going to have everybody from the network will be on. We've got some awesome guests lined up too. We're just going to be hanging out, shooting the shit, doing what we do. So it's going to be a great time. So you can have that on while you're watching the draft and, uh, get some instant reactions there. Um, yeah. So as for me, you can find me at Scott underscore Sidlow on Twitter uh dynasty junkies pod don't forget to send your submissions out uh find me a trade submissions we have a link for you check out the twitter profile for that you can also reach out to us uh directly whether it's andrew or rocky or myself um please subscribe and follow whether it's on youtube uh dap network itself or of course anywhere you listen to your podcast those subscribe rate and reviews will move you up to find me a trade uh, list. So we're going to start bribing people for those. That's I figure the best way we could do it. Right. Um, so, Hey, thanks for the homies in the comments. We appreciate you. Appreciate your questions. Appreciate you listening. Thank you so much to my man, Sergio. Thank you to Dwight. I'm Scott Sidlow. Junkies out.